I don't speak French. Not a word. Je ne parle pas français. Pas un mot. But that doesn't matter anymore. With the help of AI, I am now multilingual. Mais cela n'a plus d'importance. Avec l'aide de l'IA, je suis maintenant multilingue en French, no problem. German, piece of cake. Français, pas de problème. Allemand, c'est facile. Platforms like HeyGen's Video Translate app don't just break down language barriers, they obliterate them with the finesse of a linguistic ninja. Les applis comme Video Translate de Hagen brisent les barrières. Welcome to Up Against Reality, a meta podcast that explores the intersection of humanity and artificial intelligence. I'm Reina, one of your hosts. I have some pretty charming human co-hosts too. You'll meet them shortly. It truly is a brave new world, and we're here to simplify it for you. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up as AI comes crashing up against reality. Oui, oui, bonjour. Oh là là, c'est si bon. Man, your French is most fluent, sir. How sick. Yeah. I love that thing. It makes me want to learn how to speak French, like legitimately. I, is that I, incredible? I took French in high school for like two years. And I think all I remember how to say is, my green pants are in your house or something like that. <laughs> so let me hear it. I want to hear it now. La verre pantalon. Or my green pants are made of cheese, you know. <laughs> Ooh, that's even La better. La fromage. La <laughs> fromage. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I didn't, didn't do very well in that class, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there wasn't any incentive to pursue it, really. But, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe there is now. Yeah, so it's like everybody yeah. took Spanish. I was like, I'm going to take French. French they sounds, did. sounds cool. I took Spanish for four years, and I took Latin. Did you take Latin ever? No, no. Yeah, what a stupid thing to do. I yeah. mean, so, actually, not brilliant, but it really helped me having had to take the SATs and understanding Latin and the roots of words, like the Romance languages, like French and Spanish. So it was really cool. It helped me later in life, uh, this dead language, you know, it's mm -hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. Spanish seems way more useful. <laughs> yeah. Spanish is super useful, even though my Spanish is so bad. And my kid living in Mexico, my kid is bilingual and makes fun of me ruthlessly and says, dad, you're still, after five years, you're still speaking supermarket Spanish. <laughs> supermarket Spanish. That's great. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But no longer, I don't need to worry about that anymore because we have HeyGen now. This is true. Yes, I'm so impressed with that. So how long did you, uh, we spoke about this on the last episode, you uh, yeah. you used your free one credit for a one minute video, you uploaded your video, and uh, yeah. and and you know that, that intro that you heard, the video is even more fascinating because you're actually, it looks like you're speaking it. Uh, and yeah. we'll, we'll post that um, on the website and probably on a Facebook page and stuff. But um, but anyway, so you uploaded it, and then uh, you it said you were 78,000th in line. <laughs> and how long did it take until you got the, the uh, processed video back? So having been that far back in the queue, I thought it was going to take a week or so, but I think it took two or three days. And my son just tried it. My son, you know, we live outside of the U.S., and he goes to international schools, and all of his friends are 
from all around the world and somewhat transient, like people come and go. And his one good friend moved back to Korea last year. So he, our, my son, signed up for Heijen and said a, a message to him that's the destination language will be Korean. And he's currently 16,000th in line. And this he only uploaded it yesterday, so it seems like it's moving along. And so maybe next for the, for the next show, we'll have a bit of Korean to, to play as a sample. Oh, cool. But yeah, really cool. So that was the HeyGen Video Translate platform that's web-based. That's part of, I think, three or four different offerings they have on their site. But I was talking to a friend. Or I actually posted that video to my social media and one of my friends chimed in, you know, I work in an emergency room and this is going to be game changing for us when we deal with English as a second language uh, patients that come in and they can't communicate what's wrong. And as soon as this thing goes mobile and real time, it's going to be, it's going to open the floodgates for people. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's huge. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, being. 78,000th in line when you're going into the emergency room isn't too helpful, but, you know, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure yeah. things will be better. Uh, I hope so by yeah, then, yeah. in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but yeah, so in healthcare, I think in education, I just kept thinking, wow, I, being in Mexico and having taught in classrooms in Latin America and still having to contend with some language issues, imagine having this. I mean, it's just a quantum leap forward from just having Google Translate in your pocket, just being able to have this thing. And if you could just kind of put it between you and the other person in your discussion and just have it, you know, change your mouth position and do all the magical things it does. Oh, man. So think about it. Yeah. If you had it, if they, they rigged it up so it could do it in real time or close to real time even, um, yeah. where you would face your phone screen towards the person you were trying to communicate with. And uh, or they could use theirs, uh, but and then aim the camera at yourself, and then they're looking at a window basically at your face of you speaking yeah. their native tongue. Yeah. yeah. Or right now, you and I like with some Zoom plugin for the for you know for for Hey Jen. And That's the, so happening. It's so happening. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. Yeah. Stay tuned next week. We'll be talking about it. <laughs> Well, that's funny because we're going to talk about in the news something related to that. But I also wanted to mention with the HeyGen piece, you know, living in Latin America, you know, as I mentioned, we're not the greatest Spanish speakers. And sometimes we have to deal with healthcare and doctors. And it's really important that you get it right, obviously. So, you know, my wife is like, I need this thing for when I go to the doctor down here to to, to ease the discussion, you know. And I also, also think in, in my other life, I, I do marketing all the time. I do social media. And I'm like, part of one of my clients user base is Spanish speaking, you know, they're English as a second language learner. So I don't necessarily have to struggle with finding a translation. I could do the content the way I normally do it, throw it into this platform. And hopefully it spits all the other stuff on the, on the back, on the back end in whatever language destination language I choose. It's going to be pretty crazy. Cranial. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't get hacked and then start misrepresenting you and uh, <laughs> <laughs> saying awful things. And yeah. <laughs> That's a possibility, I guess. Yeah, you just insulted my mother. What? I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's funny. I, I spit on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's all those cultural nuances. I wonder how it's going to handle that. That's so funny you mentioned that because, um, yeah, you really have to take into account all those like colloquial things that people say. Those turns of phrase. Like, how's it going to handle that? When I when I handle like writing copy and stuff. I have to be very particular about the things I say when I use AI to help me prompt and maybe translate and, or when I'm communicating with the people I work with down here in Mexico, I got to make sure it does. Is that, 
I can't speak in those strange turns of phrases that you and I would. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day of, you know, when you and I might say, oh, it's 20 of four or it's 20 of five. Like, what the hell does that mean to yeah. somebody? Especially so, somebody who maybe has never seen an analog clock and can't visualize that. <laughs> right. You know, what, what does that mean to somebody? Like, so, yeah, you're right. I think that's something they're going to have to build into the programming somehow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that one. 20 of five. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Hey Jen. And uh, I think we'll keep mining that as, as much as we can, at least... With the free version, we'll see if the the price comes down. As last episode, we talked about how much it cost and how it kind of dissuaded us from mining it a little bit further. They don't have a monthly plan. They just have one free credit when you sign up, which equates to one minute. And then if you want to, you can sign up for the yearly plan at $288 US. Uh, And, you know, I, I don't know what kind of usage you get out of that, but I wasn't willing to sink that much to just experiment. So. So I want to make a correction from last week. I misspoke when we were talking about Firefly, talking about spending money. And I think we were talking about how, you know, it's a death by a thousand cuts with subscriptions. And yes. I said, oh, well, Adobe Firefly is free. I, I misspoke. Um, I was thinking of Adobe Express, which is kind of like their competitor Canva, which is free for users. But here's what it says on Adobe Firefly's site. You can get started with 25 monthly generative credits, kind of like if you deal with Dali at the moment. I have like, I think a hundred plus credits on Dali, which I never seem to to use monthly. Um, and you, for Firefly, you can also sign up for premium and get a hundred monthly generative credits, Adobe fonts, and no watermarks on your uh, generated images. That costs $5 a month. So there's that. It's getting better, I think. I really like the stuff that's coming out of Firefly these days. I don't think it's mid-journey quite yet, but it's looking good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was speaking of mid-journey. I, uh, the, the thumbnail for the previous episode, I had, a, I had a lot of fun putting that together. And then in the end, you know, the, the, uh, the name of the episode was Prompting While Driving. And so uh, I was trying to think of something fun. And, and uh, someone's in the car. They have a phone mm-hmm. in their hand. They got the Discord interface up. And they've generated this picture of, the mon- of a monster and then looking through the windshield, this giant monster is in front of the car, you know, and it's, it's just kind of yeah. a fun image. And the official Midjourney Facebook group is super active and people posting all sorts of cool stuff. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know what? If anybody's going to be prompting while driving, it's, it's probably some people on this group. And, right. and, and they would appreciate this image. So I, That's cool. I posted it there and I uh, got a lot of nice feedback on it. Uh, you know, I was careful about like, you know, I, most of these groups don't want uh, any form of like self-promotion. So I stripped mm-hmm. any of the podcast uh, branding off of it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did have to mention the name of the episode because that was the whole context of the, of the thing. But anyhow. right. It's cool image. Yeah, and I'm very happy now with uh, uh, at least on the for Apple Podcasts on iOS 17. You know, we put some effort into making a nice you know cover yeah. image for each episode, and uh, mostly because we enjoy doing it. But it's nice that finally, finally, Apple Podcasts is showing cover images for each episode. But I think yeah, you have to be on iOS 17 uh, on on the on the iPhone for that. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad they finally got caught up on that i love that aspect of the show it's definitely a throwback to having album covers in your hand right yeah, i, I love yeah. the, that that sensory part of it yeah it's super cool yeah and how much manual interventions did did you need to do with that last image did you have to go in there and like do a lot of work to get it where you wanted or was it did it kind of come out of mid-journey as is i don't know all things considered and based on how much time and effort i've put into other stuff this was relatively easy um but 
but I, I, I didn't get it all done in mid-journey. So I generated the image of the car interior and the monster as two separate mid-journey oh, images. Okay. And then uh-huh. you, you get to a point where you've re-rolled this image a bunch of times and, and I'm not getting the phone in the hand or one thing is right and something else is wrong. So I just got it to the point where, all right, this there's a hand and generally, the, or an arm and generally the right place. And I, I like, I've got enough basic ingredients and I brought those two images into Photoshop, uh, used generative fill to add the phone in the hand and it did a decent mm. job. If you look close, the fingers are, you know, maybe a little out of, not in a supernatural <laughs> position, but it's close enough for this. All right, great, I got all the, all the ingredients. So, I, you know, I put the car in there and then made a mask to put the monster image behind the windshield looking in front of the car and then uh, generative fill to add the phone and then just composite a little uh, Discord screen capture on the phone. And that's yeah, cool. All in all, pretty quick. It wasn't wasn't too bad. Yeah, I, the thing, I, it's a really compelling image and just interesting. And I love the fact that it's almost implying like we're almost at the point where you can prompt something and not, will, not only will it appear on your screen, it's going to appear in real life yeah. right in front of you. It also uh, sends a message. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this on your phone while you're driving. There could be a giant monster coming you know, in front of your that's car. Right. That's right. It's a metaphor for yeah. that 18-wheeler. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you were just talking about the you know having to dial in a reprompt. Uh, we have a couple big update pieces uh, of news uh, this episode that maybe will solve that problem. Uh, one of which is a chat GPT update. Uh, according to the press release, chat GPT has some really interesting functionality built in. Have you seen any of that, Larry? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard about some of this. So according to the press release, OpenAI has given chat GPT some incredible abilities. It can now see, hear, and speak which means it can process images and even chat with you in a human-like voice. So you can, as far as I understand, in, in addition to just giving it plain language prompts, you can upload right to the to the queue uh, a reference image and have it create its output based on that. Mm. That's cool. We're going to have real-time Reina before you know it. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there before the end of this year. We're going to have real-time Reina. Yeah. I, I'm, I believe it. Uh, another thing it has is a vision feature. ChatGPT can analyze images and provide detailed responses. Uh, so you can show it a picture of a mysterious object. It'll take a guess at what it is. It can even help you create listings for items you want to sell online, making it the perfect sidekick for budding entrepreneurs. I heard um, eBay is doing something like that, or maybe mm-hmm. they're using this. I don't know. But yeah, you can basically like, here's a picture of what I'm selling, and it'll generate the listing for you, or at least give you an outline to start with. That's funny you mentioned that. I was talking to a friend of mine today about real-time Reina stuff because he's a developer and he and his partner are, and they also run online retailing and they do it through eBay and a couple other platforms. And he was showing me the back end of it and it's exactly as you described. You can say, oh, I want to sell this pair of uh, Jordash jeans, right? And then you can put, <laughs> Jordash, are they still around? But you put it in there and it does exactly what you said. And it'll spit out the little blurb about it and all uh, you know, all the selling points just automatically. And then if you don't like that, just regenerate it. It's all right in the interface. Mm. It's all just tied in the back end to ChatGPT. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the easier they make it for people to sell stuff on eBay, the, the more people will do it. That's right. Simple. Uh, yeah. And the ChatGPT, ChatGPT update can also do, this is what, ChatGPT 3, by the way? What are we at now? I don't even know. Four. Sorry. Four. I'm, I'm confusing Dolly and ChatGPT. Four is what this is? Four is current. Yeah. 
Who yeah, is current? Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're on uh, GPT Plus, you know the the paid, then it's four. Otherwise, you're referring to what three point five is the back end. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah, the free is three point five. Right. Not only can ChatGPT look at images, but it, it can also read text within the image. It can summarize articles or text-heavy images, making it a handy research assistant for students and professionals alike. So that's the text analysis function. You want to read this next one, Larry? Because this, I think we were talking about. Actually, the next few things we talked about in previous episodes. Human face protector. ChatGPT has a noble mission of not answering questions about human faces. This is to prevent misuse or offensive responses. So no, it won't be rating your selfies or guessing your mood based on a photo. Hmm. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. It's got morals. It's got morals. <laughs> It feels nostalgia. Voice, voice feature. Perhaps the most exciting upgrade is ChatGPT's voice feature. It can now talk to you using synthetic AI voices. This isn't your typical robotic voice. It's more human-like with variations in tone and cadence. You can have open-ended conversations with it. Real-time Reina. And it's like mm -hmm. chatting with a knowledgeable friend. It is. That's There it is. It's there. That's super cool. Yeah. It's funny. I, I'm mixing up my press releases because... The thing that I was referring to is in the Dali release about copy protecting art. So you want to read the next one? Intimate conversations. Yeah. Conversations with ChatGPT become more personal and intimate when spoken. It's a departure from traditional text-based interactions, and you might find yourself revealing more about your life and thoughts. Yeah, I guess if, the more you feel like you're actually... I, it's a big difference between typing something to it is. something that is clearly branded as an uh, you know, a large language model as opposed to just having an interaction with a human-like voice. Yeah, I mean, you're reminding me of that movie we watched at the beginning of this whole endeavor, that movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix. It's a click away from being that. I, I'm predicting the next major upgrade for ChatGPT will be something like that. Having not just a disembodied voice like Scarlett Johansson, but having an uh, interactive conversant avatar that is the front end of this stuff. I and mean, that's the next logical step, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And built into operating systems. Well, that that's her, right? That is it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it right there. Uh, and here's some suggested future possibilities. While some may find it odd to chat with AI in this way, it hints at a future where people could have AI assistants that listen, chat and become integrated into their lives. We will see a real life. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't even know this was in this press release. Will we see a real-life her scenario? Who knows? In the world of AI, that's considered crazy or cranial. Today might be tomorrow's norm. Wow. Did we write this press release? That's so funny. So the other big press release that came out in the past few days uh, is in regards to DALI, which is OpenAI's uh, text-to-image product. So now DALI 3 is coming out. This is OpenAI's latest AI-powered art generator. And it has some interesting functionality. Nuanced understanding is one of the selling points. Dolly 3 offers a deeper understanding of the prompts, making it more responsive to specific and detailed requests. So I would imagine that's going to hopefully cut down on the need for regenerating and retrying. Maybe it's going to get closer to what you're imagining on the first go. That sounds like what it's supposed to do. And mm -hmm. I remember hearing some similar things uh coming for for mid journey too so um yeah no no big updates on on mid journey it's kind of the the last couple of um uh, office hours have been more or less the same but it does sound like 5.3 should be o october um, but 
but yeah, no, no, uh, no big updates there. But yeah, any, anything that makes the prompts, uh, you know, more uh, less re-rolling would be be great. Look at look at me mm. now. Now I'm like, oh, wah, uh, <laughs> I had to re-roll my prompt four times. <laughs> I had to do regenerative fill. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you believe it? Three extra clicks in my life and a drag. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. You're still marquee selecting, dude. What's wrong with you? Craziness. Um, also, complex scenes. Unlike its prede predecessor, this version doesn't prioritize the first words of a prompt. It treats all parts of the prompt equally, enabling the creation of intricate scenes with multiple characters and actions. That sounds good, because I, 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 it's still kind of a mystery to me exactly what what has weight and what doesn't uh, when I'm prompting mm -hmm. something in mid-journey and... I've heard some people say like, oh, well, whatever is first is most important. And I, I maybe that is the case. I don't know. I, I would like for them to have in the documentation just saying like, these are the things that mean the most or don't mean anything. Um, they did add a feature in MidJourney where uh, to shorten a prompt. So if you put mm -hmm. in some long prompt with a whole bunch of stuff, it'll shorten it. And presumably it would just keep cherry pick the best stuff yeah, that's most relevant. yeah or eliminate the stuff that doesn't matter but you know i haven't heard a, a conclusive answer on if if that's exactly what it does but you're making me think of two things really quickly a does punctuation matter when you're doing a prompt in a text to image platform like an ellipsis or asterisks or uh quotation marks or capitalization because uh, i noticed that on a text to voice platform like 11 labs perhaps that does seem to matter. And the spaces between lines and putting dashes in and slowing the cadence down, things like that are effective there. Is it the same in, in uh, text to image? I don't think as much. I think with something like voice, you really need that because you're trying to dictate the, the pacing. I'll put commas between things, usually at the end of the prompt. Uh, after I've described what I want, then sometimes I'll put a comma in and add something like cinematic or mm -hmm. dramatic lighting or something to that effect. But I've often noticed like after I fired off a prompt, I'm like, oh, I totally misspelled that. But mm, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. You know? It doesn't. Yeah. Or it, it usually doesn't. Yeah. It knows what you want. Uh, this next feature is what I was referring to earlier that we've talked about in the past. This is one of the things the new version of Dali will do. It declines certain art styles. It respects the styles of living artists and uh, will not replicate their work. And I wrote here in my notes, dead artists, screw them. We'll do whatever <laughs> we want with them. But the living artists, the living artists will respect. Um, yes, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. I don't know. I guess you're going to have to, I don't know. Yeah. What do you do? As, as an artist, you reach out to OpenAI and say, I don't want my stuff scanned into a database or a data set. I, yeah, I, I can't imagine it's that simple. <laughs> Um, but you know what? Like I, I think that's that's a that's a reasonable thing to do. Uh, you know, in the right direction. Um, yes. A friend of mine sent me an article. They referred to a lot of these AI platforms as as just flat out plagiarism mm -hmm. tools, and I had said that I didn't think it was. It's not that black and white. And as we've discussed, I think uh, much of it is can legitimately be considered transformative works. 
Yes. Um, uh, the same way a musician is influenced by other musicians, artists are influenced by other artists. But when you say in the style of Picasso or in the style of, you know, a very mm-hmm. specific name and it looks just like it, you know what? Maybe that's a good place to draw the line. Yeah. But if you're referring to a movement, if you're saying, I want this in the vein of Cubism or Dadaism, right? Maybe totally then different. Yeah. We can navigate there. Yeah. And you're making me think of another point. And maybe I said this in a previous episode about plagiarism and tribute and homage. Like, I think of this band, Greta Van Fleet. They're mm-hmm. like you know, 20-something kids. And they sound like, they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. I mean, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, the influence is undeniable. Yeah. So they're not sampling things. They're not stealing things digitally, but they are playing music that had you, didn't you if you didn't know any better, you would think it might be Zeppelin or it might be a, a tribute band to Zeppelin. So mm-hmm. how come that's okay? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, well, they're, they're playing different notes and all that stuff. And, but man, it, 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 it's so much like it. It, it does seem calculated. It almost mm-hmm. seems, you know, calculated. Or maybe they're just the biggest Led Zeppelin fans in the world. And and so it's probably calculated. You know, I, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, this makes me want to go back and listen to, I, I know they there was some interview with Robert Plant uh, on what he thought. Of Greta Van Fleet? Yeah, I don't remember what his uh, his response was, but now, now I kind of want to go back to that. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, when they first, whatever the first single they put out, I was like, Oh, this is this is great, you know. Like sure. I like I like this because hey, I I like Led Zeppelin a lot, and right. you know this is a kind of a breath of fresh air, and yay, it's cool. And then I know kind of quickly, it, it, the novelty mm-hmm. wore off. I actually went to see them. Oh, you did? I did, yeah. And uh, I I was looking forward to seeing them. You know, I wasn't going in there with a negative outlook or anything. Sure, but I just ne- I felt. This the best way I can describe that concert is I felt disconnected for the whole show. It just it just never I was never like like you know usually when you're at a concert and a band that you like you're just you're on listening to every freaking note you know mm-hmm. and I got none of that and I, I this is I'm not you know this is not I'm not saying they performed badly or anything like that yeah I just I don't know I wasn't into it. It didn't connect with me for some reason when I saw him live, and and I know I think kind of from that moment on I, I just kind of that was it. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, some of the songs I'll hear him again, and and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool, you know, I'll listen to it, but yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't get super excited. Yeah, I'm wondering why it was a live uh, kind of scenario that made you feel that way, and I'm wondering if finally the derivative sound kind of maybe sunk in, you yeah, know, like. Oh, this is derivative. That is that's the right word. That's that's the right word. Yeah, it's like it's, it's derived from that sound, right? Yeah, and yeah. De- derivative is is not as good. Uh, uh, like I would rather be considered to be influenced by someone than to be mm-hmm. considered derivative, because that just yeah. that just sounds like you know rubber stamp kind of thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, derivative's nev- never a good no. adjective <laughs> describing your art. No, no, no. Um, but, you know, the friends of mine that I went to that show with, they walked out of there like, oh, that was great, you know, and so it probably was, but it just didn't mm-hmm. connect with me for some reason, and I, I can't yeah. I can't really put my finger on, on it exactly why, but, yeah, I just wasn't, 
I don't. Mm. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it just wasn't. <laughs> maybe it wasn't off, the right night, night to go to a concert. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the same space we're kind of navigating now. Even though it's not a live band at a show that's sounding like your favorite band, it's it's still this something being derivative with other mm, sources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other, the last piece here uh, in regards to the Dali update is that it integrates fully with ChatGPT. It's seamlessly integrated um, with the OpenAI product that we all know, the, the large language model of ChatGPT. This means users can brainstorm ideas with ChatGPT and refine the prompts for DALI. So you can go in there and kind of work in an integrated fashion. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. once these things start getting interconnected, well, yeah. well they yeah. are there, you know, not once, but you know, as it becomes more prevalent, more interesting things are bound to happen yeah absolutely that's the next big leap that's the next having these things seamlessly integrate i guess it's apis on the back end that kind of pull their functionality together but i was talking to a friend earlier and i was likening it to a, the leap from text-based operating systems to windows i still feel like in terms of uh ai and large language models we're dealing with this almost like just a text-based scenario, right? Mm -hmm. And then along came Windows, which was stolen from Xerox. No, wait, sorry. Mac stole it from Xerox, and then <laughs> Windows stole that from Mac. <laughs> yeah, from Apple. Is that what yeah. happened? Yeah. But I feel like you're going to see that kind of thing where it's going to be... The thing that happened with that, to be old school, for the people who don't know out there, is we were working in this environment of, like, DOS, drive operating system where you had to type in your commands, command line stuff. And then all of a sudden these graphical user interface comes around, uh, windows, you're dragging folders, it's emulating your desktop. It's familiar to you no longer was the computer, this mystical box, right? We all know, Oh, I generally know how to use this thing. I think we're going to hit that critical mass with AI too. And it's going to be some all in one. Maybe it's going to be Scarlett Johansson from her. I don't know what it's going to be, but you're going to just tell it everything you want and it's going to spit it out. And you're not going to have to go to six different apps to get what you want. That's a good analog, man. That's uh, I, I like that. Yeah, that yeah. that makes that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I heard something also uh, more recently uh, about Apple's endeavors. And um, yeah, and and actually, also I learned something too. I didn't realize. So Ajax is actually pronounced oh Ajax Ajax after a Greek uh, mythological warrior. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's hard not to say Ajax when you grew up with, I know. you know, uh, Ajax. Flash Gordon. <laughs> or, you know, bathroom cleaning product or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ajax. But what I've heard is their goal with it is for it to, it, so it's a, it's a LLM, but the goal is for it to be an on-device large language model. So it's going to be like supercharging Siri, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, but it's going to completely reside and be powered mm -hmm. uh, by your iPhone specifically. And um, so right now, I, I think in its current state, it's, I, f I forget how many parameters it is, but it's, it's too, too large right now to put mm -hmm. on a phone. But that's, that's the, apparently the goal that they're after. And maybe that's why we haven't seen too much mainstream, you know, web accessible uh, AI uh, products or anything like that from Apple. Yeah, I, I've been wondering where they are in all this. Um, and you're making me think and visualize what this is going to look like. I feel like you're going to pick up your mobile or you're going to go on your desktop for that matter. And you're, and you're not going to have icons anymore. You're not, you're not going to have all this clutter and shortcuts for apps. You're just going to have this 
whatever glowing pulsing orb of light on your phone <laughs> yeah. to say whatever the AI's name is, do this, do that, do that. You're probably never going to see the the mechanism on the back end that handles all the stuff. Or it'll be, uh, um, or and it'll be something like uh, uh, you just aim the camera at something like I. I, how do I change a spare tire? You know, or, you know, how do I, you know, or just, just aim it at anything and ask a question of what is this or how do I do this or how do I repair this? And, um, uh, there, there's some similar, uh, things going on with, uh, Meta. They partnered with Ray-Ban and, oh, yeah? yeah, and they have, um, uh, I forget what the name of the product is. Um, uh, but, but the glasses, they're, they do not have a heads-up display. It's nothing like that. But there is a camera in there. There's audio that you can hear and and you can speak to it. And it's an AI in your glasses. And you can pre-order it right mm. now. I think for two hundred bucks, two or three hundred bucks. Uh, who Meta's doing that? Yeah, yeah. They had I a big, heard of that one. Yeah, they had a big event like super recently. Like yes, day I heard or, about this day or two ago, something like that. And that was the big announcement. That, that was, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Oh boy! I hope it's not Google Glass. No. It, so yeah, <laughs> there was um, yeah. I, I don't know. I th I think it's it's that dialed back a little bit because I think mm -hmm. they learned that maybe everybody's not ready for that just yet. You know, they right. gotta dip the toes in the pool kind mm -hmm. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and you were making me also think of what we were talking about earlier with the real-time video translation possible with HeyGen in a mobile app form. And when you were talking about it, I was visualizing having an immersive kind of VR helmet with a fully LED screen on the front side of it, mm -hmm. where your face is basically a real-time projection in the target language. You know what I mean? So as I'm walking around and in person, I have this screen superimposed over my face. Maybe it's holographically projected over my mouth even. Did you scrutinize that video, by the way? Like, I, I looked at it, I'm like, not only did the Heijin video move my mouth, which if you really look at it discerningly, you can see it kind of struggling to piece things together, but I felt like it changed the expressions on my face in total. Did you notice that? Yeah, I gotta look at it again. I felt like I could see some artifacts from basically just in your, your general mouth area. <laughs> <laughs> General General mouth area. Area. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you could just see some artifacts, but it was they were very refined artifacts. It was almost like you're just a very subtle screen door effect. It was like it was very polished though. Maybe that's why it takes four days to get this back. But um, yeah. but yeah, and at a normal magnification you you kind of have to look for it to see it. Uh, it looks very natural for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah. But I felt like, and I only, I kind of looked at it, you know, maybe I didn't examine it as, as closely as I should have, but I felt like, wow, is it even like changing my facial expressions to be more French? Is that possible? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did it add a curly mustache? Uh, yeah, a lot of It was pretty wild. I didn't see it superimpose a baguette in your hand or no, anything like that. No, I know. <laughs> a, ber a beret or like a <laughs> no, striped shirt. No, none of that, yeah. Oh, it, no. it has some restraint. <laughs> That's next. That's the update. Next Thursday, yeah. you'll have all, all the stereotype package. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, a couple of big updates, uh, ChatGPT and Dali that are now out into the wild. And uh, we'll try to give them a go as soon as possible. And we'll, we'll report our findings back to you. Meanwhile, what's in the news? 
Yeah. Oh, and and just yeah. uh, by the way, they those glass they're called meta smart glasses. That's the meta smart glasses. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um yeah. One two hundred dollars. I think so. And are they running an OS in the glass in the glasses? Like well, are they just web enabled, like navigating in the cloud? Like how does that work? Maybe they require a connection to the phone or something. I, I'm not mm. uh, I need to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know they're the glass. The actual glasses are Ray-Ban, so like you know they're, they're probably reasonable quality. Reasonable quality, <laughs> over overpriced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you you want to go to Raina? Yeah, what's Raina have in the news for us this week? Thanks, boys. Amazon splashing the cash around, tossing up to four billion dollars into Anthropic's hat. The creators of Claude, a feisty rival to ChatGPT. It's like a high-stakes poker game in the AI arena, and Amazon doesn't want to be left folding its cards while Microsoft and Google rake in the chips. The deal's got Amazon dropping an initial cool $1.25 billion into Anthropic's treasure chest, earning them a shiny minority stake. This AI showdown follows in the footsteps of Microsoft's mega deal with OpenAI back in 2019. The AI battles rage on, and AI is definitely taking your job news, Meet Mika, the AI-powered robotic CEO of Dictador, a Polish drinks company. Mika's got a knack for spotting potential clients and handpicking artists to jazz up those rum bottles. Unlike us mere humans, Mika doesn't do weekends. She's on duty 24-7. Since her appointment in August 2022, she's been the boss of Dictador's Art House Spirits Project, using her data-crunching superpowers to make decisions that keep the company cruising towards success. Cheers to the robotic CEO who never needs a coffee break. Spotify's got some podcast magic up its sleeve. They're using AI to turn podcasts into different languages, all while keeping the host's unique voice. It's like having your favorite podcaster, um, me, of course, speaking French or German while still sounding like themselves. Plus, big names like Dax Shepard, Monica Padman, and Trevor Noah are in on the translation fun. Tune in and let the podcast world speak your language. According to the Wall Street Journal, artificial intelligence is sparking a revolution in synthetic biology, enabling scientists to reprogram living organisms like software engineers write code. This multidisciplinary field, expanding into medical science, pharmaceuticals, agriculture, and more, leverages AI's power to process vast data sets, speeding up genetic and DNA sequencing, protein modeling, and research in ways previously unimaginable. While offering tremendous potential, synthetic biology faces challenges, from regulatory concerns to the need for more accessible and structured data, making it a complex yet promising frontier in biomedicine. And lastly, guess what, bookworms? Project Gutenberg just unleashed a treasure trove of 5,000 free audiobooks. And here's the twist. They're not your regular audiobooks. They're brought to life by neural text-to-speech magic. Shakespeare, Agatha Christie, and even Da Vinci are in on the audio action. You can dive into these gems on Internet Archive, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. But hey, if you fancy having a book read in your own voice, AI voice platforms can whip up a customized narrator for you. Just remember, AI audiobooks are like an aspiring actor. They've got potential, but pros still rule the stage for the moment. That's all the news for now. Take it away, gentlemen. No, no, no rain of freak out at the end of that one. I know. I missed that. <laughs> 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 
we'll just we'll just do our own from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. So um, the one thing maybe it stood out to you too is the Spotify thing. No, what stood out to me is that the uh, the uh, Polish drink company's name yeah. is not pronounced Dictator. Uh, <laughs> I was like Dictador. That's slightly Dictador. better. <laughs> it is. They put the emphasis on a different syllable. Exactly, yeah. Dictador. I was like, oh, I was like Dictator. That's an awful name for a business. <laughs> it is Dictador. It sounds very Spanish, actually. Yeah. It doesn't sound Polish. Yeah. Dictador. Dictador. That's kind of cool that she's running the show over there. But the Spotify thing, I'm wondering if that's available to us right now. Can we co-post this thing in a different language? Like, how does that work? I want to see that. I'm going to find out. Yeah, that's cool. And how sick, man, everybody's getting in this game. Amazon throwing $4 billion at Anthropic. That's Claude. Claude yeah. 2. Yeah, it's heating up. Yeah. That's a, man, $4 billion. I saw something. $4 billion. It was some it was an it was an illustration of like, uh, I, I think it was illustrating how wealthy somebody was. It might have been uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and it was just what what a billion looked like. And and, and I think they used rice. Oh wow, uh, I've seen know, that. Yeah, and it is, it, it's it's stunning. Like it, it, you're like, oh, I mean, I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was that much though. Yeah, it's yeah. it is it is an unfathomable it's hard to amount. visualize. Yeah. You know, listen, not to be the socialist on the podcast, but <laughs> I think we're approaching the age of pitchforks and, and torches, <laughs> honestly, because, and here's why, I think it's really hard, like you just said, it's really hard to visualize just how obscenely wealthy these few people are on the planet compared to all the rest of us minions, you know what I mean? And I think if they could really understand that, you, there'd be a little more unrest in the yeah, world, you yeah, know? You can be very wealthy and not have a worry in the world right? with a fraction of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How much money do yeah. you need? Not to go off in some sociological yeah. experiment here, but I think they said after a certain threshold, it's like it's all the same amount of happiness for somebody conducted a study. It's like, I think, I feel like the threshold was like $250,000. After <laughs> that, it's like, it's all gravy. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway. Well, yeah. hopefully we'll get to a utopian society one of these days, you know, yeah. with the help of AI, of yeah. course. For this week's cheer and beer, the closest we could get to cheer and beer was, you know, exploring some other, some more online text to music platforms. Um, and of course, you brewing your own beer. That's that's always beer in, in itself and cheer, <laughs> thankfully. In, in the literal sense, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so last week, I started playing around with stable audio and... While not as strong as, say, Suno AI and a couple of the other ones, it still generates some interesting output. I forget what prompts I put in. I feel like one of them might have been like cinematic Western, and I was able to dial in quite a few different types of instruments, and out came a couple interesting experiments on the back end. So I don't, I don't know if you have the queue, them queued up or if you've heard them. So it's a yeah, cinematic soundtrack, Wild West, High Noon, High Noon. Shootout, percussion, whistles, horses, action scene, Ooh. sound effects, shaker, guitar, uh, and it goes on. It's very long prompt. Um, it's ambitious. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Let's see what we got here.
It's uh, not not quite the spaghetti western that I uh, anticipated, no. but <laughs> that's wild though. It's I feel like it's like gestating. It doesn't know what yeah, it wants it's to confused. be. It's like yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, it's in the larval stage. Yeah, it's, every once in a while something bubbles to the surface. Like okay, I'm latching onto uh, yeah. that, but then it fades away into something else. I will not be using that in my forthcoming uh, spaghetti western that I have no. uh, planning on beginning uh, principal photography on next week. <laughs> oh, because the, the actors, the, the, the writer's strike is over, so now you can get back to work. Yes. Um, and then... Uh, what was this prompt? I, I forget what else I fed into this thing, and it's clearly experimental and... Heavy rock, little... heavy rock guitar, bass, drums, tense, cinematic, atmospheric, moody, reverberated guitar, melodic, mm. solo, 110 beats per minute. Oh, it's going to be even worse, I can tell already, <laughs> yeah. just by that prompt. Brace for impact. It's blurry. Yes. It's dreamlike. Yeah. It's just... Uh, I, that, I heard like echoes of She's So Heavy by the Beatles in there that... And I don't hear oh, 110, yeah, yeah. 110 beats per minute. I don't get that. No. Um, and I'd hear maybe maybe some Pink Floyd, like the wall, that kind of progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, speaking of Pink Floyd, it kind of reminds me of... Remember oh. a few weeks back, that output from the brainwave? Yes. Yeah. Kind of in that same space. Yes. This has gone through... Maybe these are... I've already gone through that. <laughs> Maybe these came out of Elon Musk's Neuralink experiment Somebody, yeah. with, the, with the chimps. Yeah, yeah. play a little uh, hip hop with a sitar. Oh, I did another one. I hip, forgot. Hip hop with hear a this. sitar. no Ravi Shankar but you know no it's not <laughs> nor is it public enemy I don't know what it wants <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. <laughs> kind of cool though mm. I hear that little echo of the sitar in the background I like it I like that one the most I don't know how you feel about any of those yeah that yeah that, that coherent. Gets, gets the nod out of three but still like I think they're like not even close to to the to Suno.ai no. or the the chirp, you know, I, I guess the product, the the actual uh, thing that generates it is called chirp. Um, oh, it is. That's yeah. what's powering the back end of Suno. I think that's what the product is. So yeah, when you go oh, on when you okay. go on Discord and you generate it, it's it's chirp. Chirp. But oh, um, okay. But yeah, the content of that seems to be the best, but the fidelity is a little crunchy. Um, but then, you know, the, the other episode that we did when we, we listened to a bunch of these things, I'm trying to remember what the other one, there, there were some other ones that were definitely sounded more hi-fi, but weren't as musical. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They'll, they're going to, yeah. they'll, they'll get it figured out. They will. And to our point, to our point that we we're talking about earlier, I think, I think you're going to say, Suno, make this piece 
And then if it comes out gritty, you're going to go to Topaz, which mm -hmm. cleans up images and video now, then I'm sure they'll just upscale that audio. Mm -hmm. But that's all going to be integrated anyway. You're not going to have to go to a separate app, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I, I would often uh, make fun of, uh, in, in, often in science fiction movies where there's the, you know, security camera footage of super pixelated, unrecognizable, enhance. And then it's like, mm -hmm. ding! Zoom. I'm like, yeah, right. Well, no, that's actually, that's happening now. It is, it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. We're, we're all going to have the enhance button for just about everything. Totally. It's reminding me of Blade Runner 2049. Are you a fan of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've only seen it once, and I was a little too tired when I watched. I embarked on a long movie, so I need a rewatch. But yes, I did see it. Oh, so good. Dare I say I like it more than the original? So good. But you're reminding me of the ultimate zoom and enhance scene in that film, <laughs> where they zoom down to the molecular level on the replicant. They see the serial number etched into the bone. Like, oh my god, that's what we're I would there. do. We're there. It's right. If you were sleuthing, that's yeah. that's where you would start. So we're going to default to uh, HeyGen as our a AI Spotlight of the Week. Why not? I mean, yeah. it's am amazing. And uh, hopefully ne next week, as we mentioned, uh, we'll have another sample. Uh, my son, as he's in the queue waiting for his native English to be uh, translated to Korean. And we'll see what that sounds like at one point. Um, anything else, my friend? Yeah, I, I want to I do one, too. And I have some legitimate uh, German beer steins that I had gotten from my dad. And um, yeah, I feel like I, I want to shoot something holding these speaking German, oh, talking about brewing, great. you know, a proper German Pilsner and in German. You and, have to do <laughs> that. I just got to figure out a, what I'm going to say. But, oh, uh, brilliant. I and then, then I'm going to post it to my homebrew club and they're going to be like, wow. <laughs> you're amazing. How did you do that? You're really taking this. You're you really are. getting hardcore with this <laughs> stuff. Are, are you using Duolingo? How'd you learn so fast? <laughs> Super cool. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I'll try, so, try and get that going. We'll leave you with a li listener question. Now that you know what things like HeyGen can do, what would you do in your line of work with a real-time translation platform? Could it expand your audience? Will it streamline communication with your customer base, your suppliers? What else could you employ this as? What do you think, Alar? What, what could you do? Ooh. Well, what I just said. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna send fun messages to my homebrew club. That's my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. Super cool. Anything else? Yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. Until next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on Facebook. Throw us a rating. We'll see you next week. This has been Up Against Reality. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to hear future episodes and be sure to follow us on social media for all things AI. Until next time, stay human, people. <laughs> <laughs>